0: Hello and welcome to episode 215 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. On Saturday, Newbury hosts the unique Weatherby Super Sprint for two-year-olds, plus the Group 3 Hackwood Stakes. Over in Ireland, at the Curragh, it's the Irish Oaks for three-year-old fillies, where Aidan O'Brien looks to win the race for a record seventh time. As always, City AM Racing Editor Bill Esdale previews the best of the weekend's racing action. So, Bill, we'll have a look at the weekend coming up shortly. We've got the Irish Oaks at the Curra. We've got Newbury coming up as well with those two-year-olds in that fascinating race, the, the weights based on the price that they, they were sold for. Uh, but we'll look back at Newmarket last weekend. We, we previewed it with the Julie Camacho with Shaquille and, and Steve Brown, of course, uh, just getting all into that. And what a performance that was in the July Cup. People were, were saying, and I was there, as you, as I mentioned last week, I was going to go. You know The way he, he reared up again in the stalls, came out, and then he made a move under Ross Orion that normally just means you can't win a race, but didn't only win the race. He pulled away and won it convincingly. He is some kind of horse, isn't he?
1: Yeah, it's unbelievable. And he did everything wrong again, two races running. I mean, I was at Ascot when he missed the missed the break there and I was standing out on the balcony and just turned around. I was cause obviously, you know, I answered him and backed him anti-post and I thought the job job was good and then I thought it was done. And then he, he kind of did everything wrong. And even during the race last week when when he kind of raced up alongside them and made that kind of... Mid race or early to mid race move to and yeah. join him, I just thought he was running a bit too keen, and I just thought I'll well, just fall in a hole and then it, they looked to be getting to him, and he pulled out more i mean he he is he's really special i mean he really is special and he just and he seems to be getting better with every every race and when they always say um Camacho team always said, "Oh, his last furlong or his last two furlongs are his best."
0: Mm-hmm. I remember
1: thinking during the race <laughs> last week, "Well, this is going to test that theory because <laughs> he used to have all the petrol." Let's let's see if he's got what he's got left. I thought he'd be legless inside the final furlong, and he and he did. He just picked up again, and he, he's he's just a proper proper good one.
0: I mean, there's a difference between missing the break at Dundalk on a cold Friday night and winning there, missing the break in the Commonwealth Cup. A Royal Ascot and then the July Cup at Newmarket and still pulling away from Group One horses. You know the fields were good on both occasions. Quite incredible. What a training performance! He probably just does it all himself at home. He's nothing special, as Julie said in her interview.
1: I mean that's that, that's a, a point to make as well. It's 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 so nice to see a, a really good horse out of the hands of the big big trainers. And, you know, to be fair, when you watch all the all the kind of uh, video footage of their reactions, and there's plenty of really good stuff yeah. on, on, online of, of, yeah. of seeing how they handle it, um, you can see, like, um, the Gosdens in the background, you see Aiden in the background. It's so great that a really good three-year-old is with the Camacho team because, A, they work really hard and they deserve it and they can prove what they can do with a good horse. Uh, but also, it's just so good for racing to to not have the same trainers winning every single top flight race or, or class race. I, I thought that was a really good element. And also, I thought it was great. I don't know if you've seen that, but but the Goldstone's reaction was really nice as well. They were really pleased for her. Do you know what I mean? And, and good sports as well you know it's it's really good when trainers can can uh applaud the success of others and and yeah no it's a it's a a really good story and you know it's not over and you know we we were talking before we started recording about where they go next and what they do with him and whether they manage to hold on to him or not um that's that's a really interesting question do
0: you think the fact that the owner is also the breeder helps them in that respect that he's obviously not going to want to sell in 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 any rush and they clearly wouldn't want to move the horse from anywhere. So the fact that the owner bred the horse does that help them?
1: Yeah, it does. It, it does. It does help them. And, and you know, the, the fact that he's nearly one and three quarters of a million quid also helps. That the, would the help fact. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's kind of um, not just paid for himself. He's 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 um, uh, he, he's a he's a very special special horse. And you know, they've got decisions to make now um, whether they play it conservative. And the Conservative for me looks like Hay for the Sprint Cup and then Champions at Asker. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they could pull the drawbridge up and go to stub with him, sell him for his breeding rights, probably to Coolmore wherever they want to go. Um, you know, the the dam size Galileo link, so the Coolmore Cornwall's the obvious kind of
0: yeah.
1: place to go. Um or they go aggressive and uh, what is aggressive looks like? As I said to you, aggressive looks like going for five furlongs and <laughs> lack for speed. And that's a division that's winnable. Yeah. You know, whether you go for a Nunthorpe, whether you go for an Abbey, you know, is I wouldn't be surprised if they roll the dice yeah. and went for one of one of those. I, I I would, I would be seriously tempted with going for uh, a Nunthorpe with him. Um, but they've they've got so much choice and it's such a a nice nice problem to have um you know I think the one I was thinking the one um potential negative is that, that the nunthorpe is the the only time um he bombed out was at the at the Ebor meeting last year that was um when he was last in in the Aum um but look, I think he's really. I
0: think really he has excited. won at York, though, has he? Did he
1: not win? No, yeah, York. yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know whether it was occasion or whatever. But yeah, yeah, he's won, he's won twice at York. Um, yeah, first so. three run, The first three runs of the life were at York. Um, but look, he's 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 a real top notcher, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's exciting that he's. For me, you know, he he he's horse of the season material.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah and I know yeah.
1: horse of the seasons will always go to the, the flashy classic contenders, but for me, he's 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 proper horse of the season stuff.
0: Yeah, terrific three-year-old. A great story. That would have been the massive headline from the July Cup meeting last weekend. But then this two-year-old turned up, City of Troy for Aidan O'Brien under Ryan Moore. Six and a half lengths he won the race. And at one stage, sort of two furlongs out, he thought, well, you know, he's just going to get to the front and, and kick on. But he's not going to kick on by six and a half lengths. And, and I think Ryan was really struggling to pull him up. And there wasn't an awful lot of space at Newmarket on the July course to pull them up, probably a furlong or so. But, wow. Are we going overboard? Are, the, are the, the punters going overboard about the Guineas next year? Is You know, that was on softer ground. I spoke to some connections on course. They weren't sure whether we would like the cut in the ground. They reckon he's better on good. If he's better on good, he's going to be fantastic, isn't he? Yeah,
1: he's he's, he's seriously good. I mean, he, he he just did everything effortlessly. And, you know, he he, he just... And Ryan shut the reins, didn't do much, and suddenly he just quickened away from them. Um Hartem was the horse we put up as the danger to him. Who yeah, finished second? He was second. Yeah. Um six and a half lengths behind. So read the race white, right. I felt City of Troy would win. He did win. Did I think he'd win as impressively as that? No way. Um, do I think he's the most likely winner of next year's guineas? Yes. Would I back him at two to one? No. It's a ridiculous no, price. Yeah, yeah. Um we live in an age now with anti post quotes where um 15 years ago he'd be 8 to 1 for the guineas now he wouldn't be 2 to 1 it's a, it's a ludicrous price they're, they're, they're pricing it up as if the guineas is run next week um, or the week after it's just a, it's a really silly price he's got to get there it's part of the part of the the challenge I mean um, you, you, the problem is is the dangers to city of truth probably live in the same stable mm. and it's river Tiber or something else that comes along um, these O'Brien Cornwall horses are a bit like buses you wait for one superstar and you get three in a batch. And it certainly wouldn't surprise me if we see another O'Brien two year old come up and usurps his tutorial. His favoritism, you know, you just get really good horses from, from those connections. But look, he looks a top notcher. He's bred to be really good. Um, been by Justify together forever, a group group one winner in, in, in her own right. Uh, he's he's another really exciting one.
0: Been a good weekend for Justify. You have a winner in France, you had a winner in you know, the July like up meeting he had one in in america as well yeah he was all over his worldwide sire of the weekend he must have been having some extra hay in his box that's that's the horse to go for now is it
1: well it's starting to to produce really good ones you know uh city of troy being being the obvious one and um ramatui who you referred to who yeah looks, that's the one. Looks, she looks really good um looks looks seriously good i mean she's she's looks like like a 1000 guineas winner but um justify is yeah i think he costs a hundred thousand. i think that 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 price uh tag for being covered by justify will probably be going up over the coming
0: weeks i would have thought but yeah he he does he looks really good and before we move on i know it's not about telling everybody how great your tipping has been all the time but i've got to say just going back to shaquille you had him to win at newbury in a race there you had him to win at 40 to 1 in the commonwealth cup you had him to win at 9 to 1 on the day at royal ascot you spotted shaquille very early on in his career when others were not even in looking at the horse as being anything special so you know kudos for that 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 takes some doing backing him all the time well thank you
1: And I, I banned him last week yeah, I I like yeah, right, well, I
0: felt yeah. like a right tip. Uh, no, so I in the didn't train. want to mention thought, that bit, but there you go. Yeah, you've
1: done it for me. I did. <laughs> I banned him last week because again, it again, it came down to to price and and look, you get you get lucky with these things, that's always always the way of anti-post betting. And and you know that we got the juice out of forty to one for him for the Commonwealth Cup, and that was that was great. But it's um, I didn't have a bean on him last week. Now i was thrilled that he won. It was funny. You just you won. It's a feel good story, and yeah. Um, the Camacho's just seem and look—they look, look like good people, and you know you kind of want good people to have good days. And you know it would be great if if the Shaquille story continues. And like you say, there's there's a big danger that someone comes up with a huge cheque book.
0: Yeah,
1: and, uh, he runs in different colours, but I think yeah. with um, three of a million quid in the bank, your um your propensity to sell might be reduced. So hopefully the the, the story carries on. I'd love to see him win one of those top sprints whether it be the the Abbey. i love seeing him in the nun thought in those colors that'd be terrific but uh, i've got a feeling they'll just wrap him up and give a hate up
0: the only time we get the trainers on the podcast one-to-one and you don't tip it up i mean i can't believe it. it's pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty special work that is but the that's how it goes that's punting for you
1: the one funny <laughs> thing about shaquille is it is that um you mentioned that um that we've been on him for quite a long way of his of his, his journey. Um, those that regularly listen to to the podcast will know that I all the way back in the seventh of April I tipped him up at Newcastle um, on Good Friday when um, he wouldn't go into the stalls yes, well. um, for for that egg and spoon race in Newcastle. You think to yourself, what a certainty was for that race? I know. Um, you know, we just, just wouldn't go in because obviously, then I won a Wolverhampton. But um, he must have been the biggest certainty going into that seven, that seven, fir- that six furlong race at, at Newcastle back in April. Um, but luckily, we've um, managed yeah. to get some success from him since.
0: I think you're in profit on Shaquille, Don't worry.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Now let's have a look at the weekend coming up. We'll go to Ireland in a moment. Talk about the Curra and the, the Irish Oaks on Saturday. But Newbury, we'll look at uh, four races there starting with the one fifty mile and a quarter at Steventon Stakes, listed company, six runners. We spoke just before we went on air about Al Arzi, who, according to my list, he was 11 to 8 here for William Haggis, Jim Crowley. Got to be the worst favourite of a race in advance, 24 hours ahead of the race, that there has ever been for me. At Newmarket, I backed him on that 1st of July in that Fred Archer where if he'd have come home any slower, the ABBA tribute band would have been playing Chikatita by now because he was 25 lengths behind Kamari. He never looked like he was going to get involved in the race, never mind winning. He was fifth all the way around. He had earplugs in. Maybe he was listening to his Spotify podcast. I don't know. I don't know how he can be favourite, maybe because of the opposition. Highland Avenue for Godolphin's in there who hasn't won for ages. Epic Poet is in there for the, the Mead family. Phantom Flight, James Horton, who we wish him a winner or two. The Dancing Magic and Oviedo in there too. But how on earth is this Al-Azzi any kind of bet on Saturday?
1: Well, the first thing to say is that the 11 to 8 you refer to is that it's Hills and they're the only one who are odds against. Um, Every other firm is odds, odds on and heavy odds on. Um, Paddy Power, four to six. Uh, Betfred eight to eleven, the Betfred Sportsbooks four to six, Labrox eight to eleven. This is it's, it's one of those things. It's it's a listed race, and you've got a a horse with a back catalogue of serious group pl- placed winning, uh, you know, group winning form. He was a neck second to pile Driver back in twenty one.
0: Yeah, but he in, wouldn't go past Piledriver. Uh, yeah, in a
1: in a coronation. Uh, and, you know, in his, in his heyday, you know, he was, you know, he, he won the, he won the Al Ryan, the Aston Park Stakes here, the group three here, which is a, a grade below this, as is listed. He won that with a penalty by four lengths, beat Thunder and a logician, a former classic winner, um, going away, you know, so, so he's priced up on that form. It's back catalog of form. He's right yeah he's got nine eight so all the older horses got nine eight and on ratings he's the best part of seven pounds clear of anything else and that's where they priced it up. well no it's a a lie he's four pounds clear of highland avenue but that's how they priced it up they've done it simply on that basis Hmm. um but he comes here in bad form that's that's the 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 long and short of it um I think the, the market that we refer to about Hills being eleven to eight, I think that is probably the right price. I see him starting near a six to four, then odds on. Uh I think everyone all starts to drift. Um I think he wants a mile and a half. This is a mile and a quarter. I think he wants soft ground. There is rain around, but it's good to firm at the time of recording on Friday at Goodwood uh, sorry, at Newbury and there isn't much rain around today. There could potentially be showers tomorrow, but whether that's substantial enough to change the ground, I don't know. Um he was woeful on his reappearance, like you say. Um, I've, I've heard and people saying that he'll step forward from that because he needed it, but he didn't seem to need his reappearance run at Ascot last May when he won. He just yeah. he's yeah. a bit of a monkey, like you say. He said he didn't want to go past um, Pile Driver. Um, he's dogged his fair share of races. He was beaten at Newmarket um, July a couple of years ago when he wouldn't go past uh, Sir Ron Priestley. You know, he's 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 a funny horse. I don't think the drop back to a mile and a quarter suits, and I don't think the ground is going to suit him. So I will definitely be taking him on. Um, a question mark is what you take him on with, because the obvious one is Highland Avenue. He's seven to two, but you know he's he's he hasn't won since April twenty one, and you're taking a short price about a horse that hasn't, hasn't yeah. won for over two years. And you look at his recent form figures: eight, eight, nine, three, two, four. You know it's not it's not much to write home about. He was favourite at Epsom. He just nearly got there behind Regal Reality back in June. Um, And that actually ran a bit better than um, the finishing position suggests when he was fourth to a Royal Champion at Ascot last time. That was a a good run. Um, So he's the most solid yardstick. He's the most likely winner. If I was to put the front two in a match, I'd definitely want to be with, with Highland Avenue. But there's something that's screaming at me to take him on um epic poet is a horse who's having his first run on these shores uh having normally f- previously been trained by rouget in france um but his for his form is consistent in france but not top class look it, it's a wide open race uh i'm going to take a chance on a on a bit of a cliff off of, of mine which is phantom flight yeah. um we were on him last time and <clears throat> he was fourth to kamari fourth of five um, I think I put him up at 12s that day and he went off at fives. So, um, did everything right in the betting, but nothing right in the race. <laughs> um, for me, he just shaped that day. That was his first chance at, to go at a mile and a half. He just shaped like a non-stayer. Traveled. When they pressed the button, he just couldn't pick up. And this is a switch back to a mile and a quarter. So the previous run at Goodwood showed enough. Um, James Horton's starting to roll now. I just thought looking at the prices, I looked down, he's 11s. We bet three, Six 10s in most other places, 10s at Betfred. Um, I just thought he was well worth a chance. I thought he could travel well into the race, be in the mix. They'll all be throwing it down. You know what it's like at Newbie when they pan out across the track. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'll, see, I'll want to dog it. Highland Avenue will look like the winner but might not get home. I just thought Phantom Flight would be the one for me at 11s each way. I thought he was a, a nice, nice, nice bet in a race like this.
0: Right. Okay. That's the opener. Uh, for us, the one fifty at Newbury. 2.25, got a handicap over two miles and a half a furlong in a big field of round about 15. But on the day, there's always a couple of nones in these races. It just seems to be the way it happens. Uh, and the top two in the betting, they seem to be uh, requiring blinkers. Well, Sweet Williams got blinkers on again for the Gosdens, having won at Doncaster last time. And Nathaniel Green wears blinkers for the first time. But William Haggis, Tom Marquand. Horse that keeps getting beat, but not by far. Length of three quarters, two and a half length, even though he's finished fourth and fifth on those occasions. Novel legend goes for James Fanshawe. Uh, that won a couple in March and April. Uh, Adrianus was a bit disappointing, I thought, for the Charlie Johnson team. I think they were expecting certainly a bit more at Ascot with him, but they had a really poor Royal Ascot this year. From that yard, but they've had winners since, obviously, and others in there as well. How did you see the 225?
1: Good betting race, this. Uh, Nathaniel Green is a horse I've long been a fan of. Um, This is one we put up uh, on the podcast for the Northumberland Plate last time at a big price. I think it was 10s or 12s when we put it, when when we did the recording on a Friday, and he went off 92 joint favourite and ran. A really good race kind of given a little bit too much to do he was ridden like they didn't know whether he stayed two miles and they do now know he stays two miles and the fact that he had pieces back on that day um was the reason we went with him and this time around they're going for blinkers so that might eke out a bit of improvement um he was one when the declarations were done i was almost certainly going for him but just a price thing with him he's just a bit he's the obvious one in the race if that doesn't sound silly And he's a haggis horse on a Saturday and everyone will be on him. And I just thought he'd be five, six to one, not seven to two. And that's the only thing that puts me off is the price. I think he's got the right profile. I think it's the right trip, right ground. Everything seems to suit him. I think he'll run his race. I just won't be on him because of the price. If he was to hit five, six, I'd definitely be giving him a chance. Um, Sweet William is his nearest market rival. Look, lightly raced, steps up in grade, steps up in trip. Will he stay, probably? Um, But not guaranteed. Really nicely bred by See the Stars. Um, Look, it could be anything. Bolted up last time in blinkers for the first time at Doncaster over a mile and a half. Um, You know, that was a, novice state where he beat beat one of haggis it wasn't wasn't the best of races his his, his nearest market rival was pulled up that day which is important to mention because was only four that finished um so the form was questionable he's got to step up and trip drawn out wide that he's he'll be there or thereabouts but he's short as well he's nine to two i was just keen to take on both of the front two but with what is the question mark, I'm probably going to swing the bat a bit and go for two at big prices um, just because the race shapes like it's worth that. Um, first is the old boy, the Grand Vizier uh, for Ian Williams and Richard Kingscote. Um, drawn in trap two, Richard Kingscote, a very good forward-running jockey who's going to go forward on this horse. And the Grand Vizier, uh, I'd imagine, will have... He stays a lot further than this, so I'd have thought he'd have... Um, He'll 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 go forward. I just just would have thought is the obvious move for them uh, from that draw. Um, uh, I just think at 14s, I think he's he's worth a chance. It was a really good run, just touched off by Dawn Rising at Ascot last time. Over over further, he's in Good Nicky, maybe nine, but he's off a mark at 97. I just think he, he he could be competitive. He's a definite stayer, which you can't say for lots of these, and if they make it a test from the front uh 14 to one that's plenty big enough that, that's the right price and i thought 14s is the is the is a is a play there and the other one i'm going to go for an even bigger price is apparate um jamie and safi osborne team up with this horse now never remember this horse when it was trained by roger varian um when it won it uh, <laughs> three years ago it won the mallard at donny um it bolted up like a real stay at stay with a bright future um in that race, beat up beat the athletic of John Gosden's. That was back in twenty twenty. We've only seen him three times since. Um of sure those runs were for um his his previous connections and then he changed hands um last year and he's had one run for they've been very patient with him, the Osborne team. He was second on fast ground at Donny. Um looks worth a chance at this trip. You know, he was at his best, he was he was rated in the highs of mid 90s. And, you know, he's now down to a mark of 91, lightly raced. I just thought at 20 to 1 he was worth a chance because he could be progressive. So I'm going to go the Grand Vizier and Apparate both each way at 14 and 20.
0: At uh, the Hatwood Stakes is at three o'clock. Looks a really uh, interesting six furlong group three race with 12 hopefully going to post. And, and the, the, the likable. And Admiral Comanche Falls is going to be clearly one of the top um, favorites for this. Maybe not the favorite because Luzin, Luzu is in there as well. Uh, Michael Dodds trains Comanche Falls, who went over to Ireland uh, and won the Listed Dash over there very convincingly. Won by a length and a quarter, but was never in doubt. He's always going really well. He's won some great races. He's run some great races for the Dodds team, who seem to be in form and. Uh, He's a very likable horse. Lazoo goes for Rafe Beckett. Frankie's back on Saturday and uh, he goes to uh, Newbury to ride Lazoo. Mark Chan and Andrew Rosen on this. This horse coming down uh, from the Commonwealth Cup when he was nine lengths behind Shaquille in that group one. Also in the group one before that as well in the uh, the Guinness uh, this year as well, the Thousand Guineas. It's uh, Lazoo. Uh, she's a filly. Rohan. Who did very well at Ascot. Will he do so well at uh Newbury? Didn't do so well at Ascot uh last time out in the heritage handy. Oh, he was he was seventh, but only beaten three lands. So races get very close, don't they? Anaf goes for Mick Appleby, Garris for Charlie Hills, Cole Case, who was due to run last week, hopefully goes this week for Carl Burke, and there are others in there as well. But the Comanche Falls, pretty impressive in Ireland, Bill. Yeah,
1: very, very impressive. Um you know, and I, don't, I don't think it's the world's best race that um, he won, but he did it as he should do. He's well supported and obviously run well. And third to Azur a Blue, he's is he's, he's he's a likable old yardstick Comanche force. It's just a, this is a really competitive race. You can make a case out for about six or seven of these strong case out for six or seven of these. You know, the obvious starting point is Le zoo. Frankie De Tory Rise could have could have run in the July Cup last week, Lassoo. but Connections decided to wait for this. Um, wait for the return of Frankie. Um look, she's she's very good on her day. Um, as we saw last year as a two year old, but she's got to prove she's trained on. I'm not sure she's definitely trained on Lassoo. And trap one doesn't make life easy when you're drawn all the way over on the far side. She's gonna be favourite around four to one. Looks to be joint favourite with Comanche Falls, who's on the back of a win here. Comanche Falls would probably do with a bit of rain if it comes um, I'd probably be prepared to look beyond those and then you've got the likes of Garris who's continued in very good form Anna and Mick Applebees who's been really good finishing third um, in the Kingstand at Ascot and returned six Verlans well. so will probably suit that but I'd probably go for a couple at big prices here just the way the prices are now I think you can back back a couple at big prices and, and take a chance Um the first one of those is Rohan, who actually ran really well um, in defeat last week um, behind the big beard, the big board, the big beard, the big board at Ascot uh, in the Heritage Handicap. Um, just got going far too late. We know Rohan's a, a 6 furlong horse, not a 5 furlong horse, but that was a definite step back in the, in the right direction. I, I fancied and tipped Rohan in this contest 12 months ago, and I was standing watching the race at, at Chester. and Rohan burst to take the, to, to, in essence, win the race and then made a massive mid race move and then folded up cheaply late on and finished fourth to Minzal and Gobezgo and Jibawi Legend. But Minzal went on to won a Haydock Spring Cup, so we know how good he was. And that wasn't such a bad run. And I just think that this, this Rohan is just on the verge of coming back to to his best form. And I thought eight to one Rohan was a massive price. Um, so I would go with him at eights each way. And the other one was cold case. Um, if the rain doesn't come, they won't run again. This horse just needs cut in the ground. And they just, uh, you know, they didn't run at Ascot because of the fast ground and got a bit jarred up at Haydock, but previously been really good on good and good soft ground and looked a top-notch three-year-old when winning at Ascot um, at Bradsall in behind that day. And that form doesn't look so bad now um but cold case i think is a really smart three-year-old who we haven't seen the best of when the, and when the rain comes we will so i'm gonna go with rohan at eight and cold case at tens and i'll play them both each way
0: now it's the weather is super sprint stakes day at newbury on saturday and at 335 it is that race over five furlongs were two hundred and fifty thousand in total and a hundred and Twenty-two, almost one hundred twenty-three thousand, goes to the winner. It's a big field. Twenty-one of them of the teasers looking to line up. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Do, do they not weight them here based on the the price that they cost at the sales? I know they all had to cost less than uh, sixty-two thousand or something. So, uh, yeah, that's big price says, Yeah, um, and and we've got one at the top who ran a really good race. Royal Ascot and the Queen Mary relief rally in the uh, Simon Munier, Isaac Sway double green colours, William Haggis, Tom Marquand. They they've really sort of hoped that she's going to be really good. And she won her first two. And she only got a beat on the nose in uh, Royal Ascot. She she probably is really good. And she's going to be the favorite. Now taking her on you got Bob Slay and Juniper Berries, both from mm-hmm. Eve Johnson Horton stable, who uh, have won races in the past as two-year-old. Phillies and geldings, but Eve Johnson Horton is 0 for 21 in the last two weeks, and that would put you off surely for Sable. It's totally out of form. Uh, Kieran Cotter brings one over, son of Corballis Ballis and Death and McDonald's on board, having won at Tipperary over five furlongs. That was a listed race. She won by a neck. We've got the likes of World of Darcy for Carl Burke and Beanham. He'd the call La Garrida. and we've got the Camden Colt who the cost the most because he's number one on the list and he's rated 89 for the Hannons and obviously loads of horses in this. Sometimes we get a surprise, but the class act, if she delivers on the day, is surely a relief rally.
1: Bit of a treacherous punting minefield this weatherby super sprint because you do get the obvious ones. You know you go back through the Hall of Fame and you get the the good things like you know um happy romance and tiggy wiggy and horses like that, that that were fancied and to go i mean i can, oh, I remember and you'll remember two horses like lyric Fancy won one of the early runnings of this you know you get proper classy speedballs who've gone and run brilliantly at Asuka and they turn up in this race and suddenly you know they've, they've won races like the queen mary or come second race like the queen mary and they've suddenly got eight stone two in this one and the horse that finished 15 ends behind them's got 9 10 yeah. it's um yeah. Makes life very, very tricky. But and then the horse that finished twenty lengths behind then reverses the form of fourteen pounds worse terms. It's just this is, this is proper head scratcher stuff. Relief Larry, uh, rally brings the best of form. You know was a very unlucky loser of the Queen Mary. Um, didn't have the smoothest of passages and just failed to get there. It was in front just before the line and just just afterwards I think, um, yeah. which makes it even more painful. But look, yeah. all things being equal with you know she's rated 106 you know there's horses in here rated in the 70s you know it's had 30 pounds difference you know um that makes life i mean if you look there's a horse like instant recall here for carl burke it's rated 75 and carries nine stone three and relief ray is rated 106 and carries nine stone so there you are just a cool 31 pounds difference between them and yet the 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 inferior horse has to carry three pounds more so um it's a hundred to one on the book should be three thousand to (laughs) one makes it very hard on, on on ratings um look all things being equal relief rally should win she really should but you know she's five to four in a massive field race that doesn't always um go according to the form but she should go really close to winning this but wouldn't carry my money at five to four i think she's the most likely winner but i will take her on Bob stay <laughs> looks the obvious one but it's the stable form like you say is is the big concern um if they're going to bounce back they might just bounce back in a race like this that was a a real good run from Bob Slay, where there's plenty of money for him around in the coventry stakes and not many of these would get within three lengths of river Tiver and <laughs> finish sixth in the coventry you know you look at the Horses, The horse just in front of him, hard term, ran really well last weekend, so we know that form's rock solid. Um, he's five and a half, six to one. I think the drop back to five isn't ideal, but he'll get away with it, Other thought. Um, but it's just a stable form. It's a niggling concern. Um, Juniper Berries, this form ties in with Relief uh, Rally, but you'd like to th- think wherever juniper berries finishes it should be behind relief rally you wouldn't really expect that form to be reversed um look i think it's wide wide open um i am gonna take a chance on iris raider son of corbelis i thought this one was was definitely oh. interested be one at tipperary last time It won a listed race um be a good horse of um alabama of of um Aiden O'Brien's, that was a, a good performance showed plenty of speed Had previously been beaten by elite status at Sandown but had won at Tipperary before that um, arrives here in good form I just thought, son of Corballos around 7-1 to one. plenty of firms offering four places each way I thought he was rock solid I mean I expect Relief Larry to win but I just think think he's the call cool each way in a wide open contest
0: so that's the action then from Newbury that we're looking at on Saturday. Let's have a look at the uh, Judmont Irish Oaks then, Bill. The Group 1 at the Cura, 3.45 Saturday afternoon over the mile and a half. Eight runners. Aiden got a very strong hand here. He's got the uh, Oaks runner-up, saved the last dance, who was behind Soul Sister at Epsom, having, well, just run wild at Chester when she won by 22 lengths. Came in as odds-on favourite for the Oaks. Was beaten a length of the three quarters. Soul Sister since come out. Ran second over in France. And he's got Warm Heart as well. Who won at Ascot. To, she won the Group 2 Ribblesdale. Having won two previous races before that at Newbury. A listed race. And at Leopardstown as well. So he's got the top two. Rafe Beckett sends over Blue Stocking for Judmont in a, a race. That they sponsor, so they'll be trying to win their own race. She's by Camelot. She's only won once. That was over a mile at Salisbury on debut. Lumiere Rock from Joseph O'Brien's in there. Dermot Wells got Azazat in the race, too. Aiden's got to Be Happy in there as well. Jim Bolger got a horse we can actually pronounce at the end of the day, which is Comra. Well done, Jim. And uh, also in there, making up the lineup is Library for Aiden O'Brien, who's 80 to 1. We thought Save the Last Dance was the real deal and she didn't get beaten far in the Oaks and she's still certainly the one to beat on Saturday, isn't she?
1: Yeah, she she definitely is. Do you know? What? I was a bit surprised that they were both declared Save the Last Dance and Warm Heart because they're the same kind of top of the... Cu- kind of Coolmore three-year-old pecking order and they don't tend to let them duel off this early in the season. Um, there's plenty of rain around at the Curragh. And yeah, you know, it'll be nearer heavy than soft than good to soft. I mean, it's going to be soft, potentially heavy in places. It's going to be if the if the forecast is to be believed. Um, I don't know. My little kind of alarm bell in the back of my mind suggests that they both might not run. I don't know why I think that. I have just got a feeling that <laughs> they might take Warm Heart out if the rain comes in quantity. I just think that it just seems very strange to me that they're taking each other on with other options around for both fillies. Um, You know, Warm Heart's got the option of the Nassau and other kind of middle distance challenges and and, um, Save the Last Dance could obviously go Yorkshire Oats. I mean, there's there's, there's lots of different races along the line for them both. Um, I just feel that there might be a a last minute absence. If there isn't, it's great because it makes for a very good race. They look the obvious too. Um, Save the Last Dance was kind of, I didn't think, ran badly actually on ground that was too quick at Epsom. Um, I know they said that the fast ground would be okay for her. She just looked, she's a great big filly and she just yeah. looked all at sea on the ground. And combination of track and ground just didn't suit her. And she looked all over the place. She looked far more effective on a softer ground at Chester. Um, she's had a nice break. Been prepared for this. I think we'll see the say the last dance we saw at Chester here. I think she'll just mow them down. Um, she she looks the obvious one to me. Um, she's even money in a few places at Coral. She'll definitely start odds on. I think I think she's if you're gonna back a short one this weekend, it should be her at Evens. Um, I'd be very, very surprised if she doesn't win. Um, warm heart's nice, uh, progressive. Um, Stepped up from Leopest down to Newbury and then stepped up again. Um, I didn't really fancy her at Ascot Plenty around me in the press room fancied her. I didn't really fancy her. And she stepped forward really well um in that race. Um obviously Alice for John Gosden's bombed out in that in that Riversdale, but Warm Heart got the job done really nicely. She's progressing all the time. Um seems to relish the step up and trip. She'll be there to pick up the pieces if, say, the last dance doesn't perform, but I just think Save the Last Dance is a real deal. I think if you're an anti-post-speculator like I am, I think she's quite a nice bet at 10 to 1 for St. Ledger. I think she'll burst into the St. Ledger reckoning with here because I think she needs soft ground in every yard of the mile and a half. Um, I just think she's shaping like um, she might be able to go the St. St. Ledger route with... Um, they could go down that route with her. I think there's definitely worse bets than backing her at 10s for the St. Ledger. But I think even money's Save Last Dance for this weekend is the way I play this race. I just think she's a cut above these.
0: Thanks to Bill for his selections today at Newbury and over in Ireland at the Co. There's no Hong Kong racing for the next few weeks as they take their summer break. So that is all from us for today. We'll be back again next week as we take our usual look ahead to the weekend's top racing action. So please make sure that you join us then for what should be a really good day racing in particular at Ascot. Don't forget to visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips. And you can follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music or Stitcher to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're released.